it's the following morning after my ayahuasca ceremony. So before I find myself caught up in the, in the everything that is that is everything else, everything that is life, life at home. Thought best to capture some of my reflections on last night, and yeah, while we're still fresh before the brain gets occupied Moyokobaro I feel very relaxed I feel very relaxed I feel I feel a tired that's quite a different kind of tired No doubt, partly due to the, the physical toll it takes, and undoubtedly because of the mental journey that I went on. Beautifully intense. That's how I describe it. I had a point in the journey where my conscious mind was fighting. It was fighting to stay relevant. My conscious mind was fighting to stay significant it was fighting to stay significant because the only conclusion that could be drawn If it wasn't significant, was that it was insignificant. And so it was fighting for survival. It was like a it was like a doodle that you draw on a piece of paper 
messy little circles, scribbles. I was thrashing around in a cage. I was asked by one of the others if there was anything that surprised me. I went in with I went in with no expectations. None. Maybe in there somewhere, but I wasn't conscious of them. So I went in with cl as clean a slate as possible. And one thing that surprised me <laughs> was <sighs> was how tenacious my conscious mind was. There was a point, a period, I have no, I, I don't know, I lost track of time. Time definitely did not exist uh, in the same, I know people use the word construct, I don't know. But it, it definitely had altered. It had definitely altered. to the same extent as the AD&T experience but it was different <sighs> there's one point where it was so intense It was so intense, and I was holding on for it. <laughs> I was holding on for it, as that intensity for as long as I could. And I remember thinking, This is life pouring into me. Shortly after the, its peak intensity, I, I turned to roll over, and I remember turning to roll over. My upper body moved, my legs didn't really move. And then I felt 
the lady, I won't mention the name, but I felt the lady's hand touch my hand and it, it drew me back from where I was to the present, that present physical state. My breathing was so fast, so shallow. And then I felt the hand of the person who was conducting the ceremony placed on my chest. And then he was saying, breathe. so intense <laughs> now there was a part of that intensity in there somewhere there was a point where I was I felt lost And I felt disconnected from everything else. There was not a single other thing there wasn't a there wasn't anything. And then I... I can't... I don't... I started to recognize that I was I was a long I don't even know if it's distance I, I was a long way away 
but I don't I don't know if it was distance. And then there was a dimple in in the fabric. There was a dimple in the fabric of what we all what we call in the universe. And that dimple was an expression of energy. And that dimple was the lady and I felt her looking for me and then she found me I felt her I felt her her energy as a dimple in the fabric looking for me and then she found me <laughs> and, and when she found me it was just this this connectivity and warmth and comfort and it was very quickly joined by the ceremony master And then, and what I think is not a lot of time after that, but it could have been hours, I, I started to, the intensity lowered, and that was where I turned over. And felt that, that, that hand. It actually did give me a fright too, because when I started to get my bearings, I I looked up and the ceremony master was looking like really close to at me to say breathe, breathe. But because of the intensity of it, when I just come out, like, I, was, I opened my eyes. I was like, whoa. <laughs> I had determined as he was speaking at the very start of the ceremony and he said that there was going to be two cups offered of the ayahuasca and he 
talked about after the first one you'll be in one of three states I believe he said you'll be absolutely fine and you won't want any more you'll be well, I can't remember the phrase but well into it and you'll take a top up maybe the third was something in between and then he said if you're something in between he would encourage you to take the second cup Yeah, that's my stomach. And so I determined that no matter what, I was going to take that second cup. I'm glad I did. I took the first one. And then went for a bit of a ride. And then I took the second one. And I didn't realise he was going to offer a, a third And so I took a third one. It was funny because I knew, I knew I wanted to keep in that, in that space. And I don't mean like space out of space. I mean in the space that I was in. And I remember when when he offered the, he said, would anybody else like a, another cup? And I was lying there and I was just wasted ass. <laughs> and I thought, I'm going to get this cup. <laughs> I've just got to get from where I am <laughs> to where he is. <laughs> and so it was almost a staged approach where I, pulled myself together mentally <laughs> and then physically started moving parts of my body <laughs> and it was so heavy <laughs> my body was so heavy my body was so heavy there were times I couldn't I couldn't even lift I couldn't lift any part of my body off the ground. <laughs> and so I crawled over. <laughs> I crawled over though, partly because I didn't want to, like I was worried that if I tried to stand up, I was just going to fall over somewhere. I don't know if that's the kind of experience they want. <sighs> and so I crawled over. And by the time I got there, he was actually purging. <laughs> I remember thinking, oh man, why is he purging? <laughs> Should he be purging right now? And so I, I hung around and then waited and patiently and so I waited patiently 
and then I had another cup. I can't remember what I said, but it was something directed to the well. I want to say directed to the universe. I think it was like along the lines of. Let's get intimate. That intensity. <laughs> Whoa, folks. When I purged. been holding on to it for so long <laughs> I've been holding on to it because I didn't want to let any of the ayahuasca out <laughs> man it was chaos at one stage like it was just chaos there were people just purging What's the phrase? Everywhere, all around me, all at once. <laughs> I just remember thinking, hold on to this, man. <laughs> Don't let any of it out. And then finally, when I did reach that stage, and I drew the bucket to me, fuck, man, I was fucked up. <laughs> I was fucked up. I remember pulling the bucket. It's just a small bucket, small, I don't know, three-liter pail. And i lying down, and I'm, I'm almost completely immobilized. My body is so heavy. And then I open my eyes and, you know, obviously <laughs> everything's just like all over the show. And so I just drag this little bucket towards me. And I plopped it under. And there were a few times actually where I was very mindful that I, I tried to get into the... What's it called? You know when somebody's really sick and they go into that position, you put them in that resting position, I think it's called. I can't remember. But it stops them from choking on their own vomit. And so I, you know, that happened a few times throughout the evening where I was mindful of it. And I knew, I knew the ceremony keepers, I call them that, the ceremony keepers were, were going to look after me. But there was still, a, I remember still consciously thinking, I'm accountable for myself. 
where safety lies with me. Interestingly, before literally as I got to the driveway of this place, I was uncertain about the environment and the context that I was stepping into, despite having been walked through it, so I was a bit familiar with the process, but I didn't know anything about the guy who was the master of the ceremony. And even on the driveway, in the car, as I'm about to pull out the driveway, I stopped the car and I thought, I should Google search this guy because I have no idea what's going to happen here. I have no idea if I'm going to walk into a situation and be immobilized and, I don't know, exploited. And so I, I did a Google search. Nothing came up. <laughs> you know, you use Google Lens. Nothing came up. It was photos. <laughs> I just thought, embrace whatever happens here. Whatever happens here, embrace it. And so I did. After the ceremony finished, the the oh, the music was beautiful. Wow, the music was just beautiful, and it was obviously, um, I'll say, constructed or designed, composed. It was obviously composed to hold your hand through the journey and to elicit responses and waves and and challenges and peaks and troughs and mellow and the silence well I feel like I wanted more silence. 
<laughs> it was a bit difficult with <laughs> with people purging. But when that silence is there, it's like a rippleless pond. We had, after the ceremony, we, or well, most of the other participants went into the kitchen and they were having some soup and toast. I stayed down on my mat for a while. I was just so... So tired. <laughs> we were asked for our thoughts and to share, not to pontificate, not to reflect on the journey itself, but how we felt at that point in time. And this was before, this was when the ceremony had finished. Oh, sorry, just before the ceremony had officially finished, and before everyone went out to the kitchen. And I actually found it really hard to describe how I was feeling. But I'm pretty sure, and I've recorded it, I'm pretty sure the words I used were I was full. I was definitely confused. And the confusion came from where was I? <laughs> That's where the confusion came from. That that point in the journey where I was out there. And then I was in the room. The point in the journey was where was I? <laughs> that's that's the confusion. Before I forget, I'm, I'm not even sure if I've already said it now. When, when the ladies, when that lady found me, that that dimple found me. At some point, I remember thinking, wow, they found me in all that darkness. And they found me. And then at some sta some stage, I realized, ah, and amongst all those bright lights, 
they found me. Sit down and had soup in the kitchen for a little while. I was dying to take a dying to take a poo, a dump. For ages, but I just couldn't get the bowel motions. Maybe it was more a mental thing. I do remember thinking at one stage during the ceremony, don't shit your pants, Eddie. <laughs> I remember thinking it would be quite easy to just keep lying here and just shit. <laughs> so don't do it, bro. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> glad I didn't. I'm normally a yes guy too, but no, glad I didn't on that one. Rub this some oil on our hands. Oh, the taste of the ayahuasca. How would I describe it? It was a chocolatey taste. Uh, it was a dark, not dark chocolate. It was more, I feel like, unrefined than that. It was delicious, though. I'm glad I liked the taste. I felt like, you know, I was, I was tempted to follow suit because I saw people have a cup, go back, lie down or sit up and then rinse their mouth out and then spit it into the bucket. But I enjoyed the taste. It was pleasant to me. And I didn't want to have, I wanted all the ayahuasca in my system as I could. So I didn't do that. Probably because of how inebriated I was. The first cup seemed quite liquidy. And the third cup seemed a lot thicker. After soup, I was chatting with one of the participants and I was so tired, but I I wanted to be engaged in the conversation and I found myself propping myself up on my hands. You know, you like, as you, when you do it when you're a kid, you kind of use two hands under your chin and you just lean your head on there on a table. That's what I was doing. And I, was, I really wanted to hear and engage with them more. And at the same time, my body was just, my body and mind were very restful after he and I finished talking and hugs all around and then I went back to bed slept for a few more hours I was still getting visuals actually when I was at the table so that was nice just seeing you know just parsley in front of me and and him moving, and the light around him moving and rippling. 
And I lay down in the room again, and there were a few people that had gone back to lie down and or process. I slept for a few more hours, and then I woke up, and it was about 20 to 7, I think it was, by the time I looked at the phone. In the morning, I'd arrived here at 6.30, the ceremony started at 10 past 7, They said it was going to go for about five hours. I don't know whether that was five hours. I feel like that was just five hours for the ceremony, in which case I definitely wasn't there for five hours. <laughs> like Wherever I was, time was different. Time was different. I stepped out this morning, stepped into the outside world, that was a moment, it was the trees, it was the tree that did it. just felt more connected I still do as I sit here looking at them feeling the seat that I'm in I feel so present in where I'm sitting how I'm sitting Scarlet was in my in my journey several times Thought about Debbie. And because I'd, I'd had a, I had a conversation with a friend's partner yesterday. And so she was in my thoughts as well. My kids were there, but different. I wasn't like looking at them. <laughs> Scarlet was definitely there. <laughs> Which doesn't surprise me. Whether it's my mind conjuring it up or not. 
for a long time, I felt like after I'm dust in the wind, my energy or, or some of my energy is going to meet up with Scarlet's energy. I'm more certain of that now than I ever have been. And I was pretty confident that that was going to happen beforehand. Hmm. Alright. I feel like that is... That's captured a lot of the reflections that I've had. And the experience that I had. Beautifully intense. Love you all.